Getting the smile and confidence you've been dreaming about all from the comfort of your home isn't a total mystery with Bite Clear Aligners. Just don't be surprised if all your friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Hi there, it's Julia Louis-Dreyfus. You may know me from my podcast called Wiser Than Me, where I talk to older women and get their wisdom from the front lines of life. I was amazed by how many people told me our show made them look forward to getting older, which is why I'm here to talk about season two of the show. Sally Field, Billie Jean King, Beverly Johnson, Ina Garten, Bonnie Ray, just to name a few. All hail old women. Wiser Than Me season two is out now from Lemonada Media. This is the John Fugelsang Podcast. That is U2 with the Soweto Gospel Choir, the best version of that song you'll ever hear. I'm John Fugelsang. We play that every Wednesday for the great Midwind Charles. This is Sirius XM Progress After Dark. Although I've been saying that forever, it's not dark here in L.A. i got to change my tagline. Welcome to Progress. We are, for the next three hours, coming at you at 866-997-47. This song is so good. Oh, my God. This is always the part that gets me. Like, just you two tour with a gospel choir singing Swahili, please. And just, you don't need like hip they, DJs. They've got that whole globe theater circle thing in Vegas. Just do one show. They're doing show. that whole globe, that globe just circle do, thing. Do, just do one show where you get the Soweto gospel choir with you. For Can I tell you something? You know what they charge for tickets there? They could, they could fly the Soweto gospel choir in to Vegas and, like, Keep that song playing. It's so good. They could they could give them all the chips they want to go play while while they're doing the show in the in the sphere. You know how expensive that show is. You know how expensive that show is. So expensive. You two can't afford to have their own drummer for it. Larry's not doing. I'm like I'm like. Wait, it costs how much to go to to watch you two do Octung Baby the 30th anniversary. 32 years after Octung Baby comes out, it's the 30th anniversary tour plus two. It costs the same as an Oldsmobile to go see it. Without the drummer, and I'm like, you know, I, I think I saw the original tour like six times with the drummer when I was a kid. I'm, I'm, I'm good. I'm good. But I'm sure it's great. I'm John Fugel Sag. We've alienated all the hipsters talking about you too, but we are broadcasting live for only the second time since early 2020 from SiriusXM's beautiful 
Los Angeles studios. Uh, Chris Hauseltz, our executive producer, he is running this thing from the South Carolina Bureau. The mighty Thea Harper produces our show from the Brooklyn Bureau. Sam is here helping us and keeping this thing afloat, keeping this train afloat, this boat on the tracks here in the beautiful L.A. studios. I'm John saying We got some great guests coming up tonight. Um, our own Bob Sesco will be joining us very, very shortly. Uh, later, Jody Hamilton is going to be here in person and Jackie Schechter. Later in the show, we'll have comedians Dustin Chafin, Sarah Halstead, and Richard Chasler. And uh, our most important guest, as always, would be you. 866-997-4748. 866-997-GRIT. Chris, we were just talking before. This is the most This is the most guests we've had in a studio on this show since uh, Donald Trump was, was still president. But what am I saying? He still is the president, of course. He won. But, I mean, it's been early 2020 since we had, like, you know, five people in a studio. It's kind of exciting. We're talking full panel. Well, I mean, let's all be real with ourselves here. Uh um, it's really hard to, we've all had enough zoom meetings that we know that like, if there's more than three people in a zoom, it's just chaos and it's definitely yes. not fun. It's not fun or funny. Yes. Everyone's cause every, cause there's noise canceling. So you, every time you, people, you step on each other's punchlines trying to get something out, it just ends up a lot of stutter silence. I mean, generally, it's tricky doing a, a radio nude. panel with like four people. With three, you can kind of do it if they're not all sounding the same. But yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, you're right. I, nothing against Zoom, but yeah, it's better for two. But I'm excited tonight to have some comics. We just figured, let's come, try it out. We'll be coming to do a lot more shows in L.A. Jeffrey uh, bringing some like friends. Naked over in the corner. Jeffrey Tubin's always naked over in the corner. It's part of his deal. He like I, he has some kind of exclusive deal. I don't know what I, I, I want to believe he's working for Breitbart, but he's not. But he, he looks he, he's always on Zoom. Um 866-997-4748-866-997. GRIT is our number. We are 510 days away from the 2024 presidential election. We are 256 days away from Donald Trump's trial beginning in New York. We are 236 days away from the Republicans' Super Tuesday all those primaries in one day. Uh, we are just 194 days away from Christmas. We are... 46 days until the month we learned if Trump's also indicted in Georgia. We are one day past Donald Trump being arraigned in a Florida courtroom, and we are 16 days until Indiana Jones comes out, and we can all fight about whether it's good or bad. Let's do a damn show. Boom. Um, I want to begin by wishing uh, Donald Trump a very happy, a very happy 77th birthday. And I I just want to say, you know, I I know that that there's a lot of pressure on you to go out and party. I hope you just stay home and with your family, with your wife. Well, I don't want you to see her, but with your your sons, uh, Don, you don't want to see, or, well, Eric would might know. I mean, Tiffany has your number, I know. Uh, Ivanka, I know, has changed her last name. It's it's, okay. Baron might shoot some hoops with you. I mean, maybe the family. I don't know. Um, But seriously, Donald Trump, I I, I know there's a lot you're worried about. You you, you got got the Georgia uh, DA breathing down your neck. You got the New York Attorney General breathing down your neck. You got 70-odd felony counts. You got the trial starting in New York very soon. Again, you're, you're, you're going to be indicted more. You're going to be probably indicted on federal charges for January 6th. But I, I, I just want you to know, don't look on this as getting older. Look on this as maybe getting to die in prison. You know, there's other ways to view it. And um, here is Donald Trump last night in a clip that we didn't air because we didn't carry his damn speech live and most of the news channels didn't either but here he is on his plan to nuke the deep state once and for all and when i'm re-elected and we will get re-elected we have no choice we're not going to have a country anymore i will totally 
obliterate the deep state. We will yeah. obliterate the deep state. I tried before, but my hands are, are soft. I know exactly who they are. Name names. Huh? No? They want no? to take away my freedom because I will never let them take away your freedom. It's very simple. Mm. They want to silence me because I will never let them silence you. They want you silent. <laughs> and I am the only one that can save this nation because you know only they're not coming only after me. They're coming after you. Coming after and you. I just happen to be I, standing I, in their I'm way. In the way. And I'm in the way. And I am your retribution. And I'm all about revenge, and I'm all about Christianity, too, because those two things are the same. <laughs> by the way, during my presidency, the national debt increased by $7.8 trillion, which is a 40% rise, and I was rejected twice by the majority of U.S. voters. <laughs> you know, we're too hard on them. Maybe for one day, maybe one day, the, the, the anniversary, the 77-year anniversary of his beautiful mother saying, that's the baby. On this one day, let's, let's, let's celebrate the first American president to have no political or military service or community service prior to his presidency. The first president to refuse to show his tax returns. The first president to have been divorced twice. The first president to be impeached twice. The first American president to enjoy negative job growth. The first president to throw paper towels at hurricane victims. The first president to stare directly into a solar eclipse. Let's wish him a happy birthday, damn you people. The first president in 89 years to lose the presidency and the House and the Senate in a single term. You people think that's easy? First presidential candidate to ever elicit the help of a foreign government to hurt his political opponent? First president to write love letters from the North Korean dictator? First president to ever concede defeat. First president to have an arrest warrant issued against him by a foreign nation. Yeah, let's see Jimmy Carter do that. First president to ever accuse his black predecessor of not being really one of us and a real American. First president to side with Russian dictators over U.S. intelligence. No one before had ever thought, hey, you know what I'll do? I'll wag my dick at our armed forces and then I'll ask Vladimir Putin if he'll let me kiss the tip in front of my kids. First president to launch an insurrection against the United States. First president to use the courts to try to overthrow democracy itself and throw out the will of the people. The first president to interrupt the peaceful transition of power. The first president to be caught hiding classified documents uh, in his home that he lied about. First president charged criminally on 34 counts. Uh, the, hey, first president to be found liable of sexual abuse by a jury. Yeah, William Howard Taft couldn't do that. First president ever, former or current, charged with criminal activity, first to be charged with a felony. First president to be indicted for endangering national security by exposing military intelligence documents. Did I mention 71 times this week? Here is Donald Trump on the crappy birthday he's having because of the cruel blade of justice, A6. Nice birthday. Yeah. Wonderful birthday. They were saying happy birthday. I was with I was with Eric and Laura, the kids. Happy birthday, Grandpa. Happy. And I said, oh, great. I just got charged with it. 400 years, approximately. If you add them all up, a fake... A fake 400 years old. Thank you, darling. That's so nice. It's a wonderful birthday. Oh, we're going to make it into the greatest birthday of all. We'll make it into the greatest birthday of all. When caught, Hillary then deleted an acid wash. Nobody does that because of the expense, but it's pretty conclusive. 
33,000 emails in defiance of a congressional subpoena already launched. That's, the subpoena was there, and she decided to uh, delete, acid wash, and then smash and destroy her cell phones with a hammer. That's not what And then they did. say, I participated in obstruction? No, think of it. That's called obstruction. There's never been obstruction as grave as that. She did this in the face of everything, and yet... Nobody did anything about it. <laughs> okay, actually, there has been obstruction more grave than that, and it's the obstruction your doctor witnessed when he was talking to you about your colon. Seriously, the plaque around your heart's going to get you before the feds do. I, I, I mean, look, here's the deal. Hillary Clinton was investigated thoroughly, and they realized, yeah, she didn't realize she did it. She didn't knowingly take classified documents. Joe Biden didn't knowingly do it. Uh, uh, Mike Pence didn't knowingly take those documents. What actually happened was uh, they took them and the government said, hey, you got our stuff. And they said, oh, shit, my, my bad. You want to look my house, see if there's more? And the government said, yeah, thanks a lot. A little bit different than what's here. But what Donald Trump did is what all of his nabobs are doing right now. They are defending him without defending him. No one is defending the charges. And that's what you got to do when you're dealing with your right wing loved one or your coworker or whatever guy on Facebook can't spell your that you're still friends with for some reason. Just say, do you defend the charges in the indictment. That's all. Because again, what they're going to do is say everyone else did it. Like, like they're going to say like, oh, Joe Biden. No, no. The first off, they weren't president. Secondly, they didn't lie. Thirdly, they didn't obstruct justice. Fourthly, they didn't try to get around the FBI. Dude, you're screwed. And they're going to try really hard to say that Donald Trump's lawyer, Evan Corcoran's notes can't be part of the indictment against him. And it's not going to work. I mean, I know it's tempting, liberals, to say that, well, 45 presidents were never indicted. And let me correct that before we move on anymore. Uh, yes, you, you, okay, four, 45 other presidents were never indicted, but we got to be fair to Donald Trump. Uh, Rover Cleveland, again, served two non-consecutive terms. So there's only been 44 other men. So technically, only 44 presidents were never indicted. Let's be fair to him. Now, it, it's Trump's birthday. I know you're, I wonder what he's going to wear. Um, what are we going to give him? What are the best gifts you could give Donald Trump. Well, I'd say here's a Jim Jordan puppet demanding uh, information from the Justice Department about the scope of special counsel Jack Smith's classified documents being your little puppet out there, not defending you, but saying there's something wrong here. Like when Alex Jones was brought into the Newtown trial and he said, well, they lied about the Iraq war. It's like, yeah, the Iraq war is not on trial here. Also for you, we're going to give you a gift of uh, Kevin McCarthy who is a good, loyal little quizzling? He's backing the push for accountability. He lied today that the DOJ has held Donald Trump to a different standard than Biden when it comes to classified documents. Well, you're right. They have. Because Joe Biden got a special prosecutor. And he didn't do anything wrong. Also, uh, here's a gift. Uh, uh, we've exhumed the remains of Senator Chuck Grassley, who today went on the Senate floor Monday and alleged that there's an FBI informant who was told there are audio recordings supporting this bribery allegation about Joe Biden and Hunter Biden and Ukraine and millions of dollars and that there might be audio recordings that a source we can't find says he heard. So there you go. That'll keep him busy for a few days. You know what else I'll give you for your birthday, Donald Trump? Complete silence from the Democrats on this. They don't want to be seen as being the ones who indict you, so instead they're going to let you frame the entire narrative because they wouldn't be Democrats unless just a little bit they were punching themselves in the face. We're also going to give you for your birthday a mainstream media that's calling it the documents case. The documents case. It's instead of calling it the stolen national secrets and then lied about it espionage case. I mean, your cup runneth over, Donnie. And, and you know what? The best gift I could give you, Judge Aileen Cannon. 
Democrats are trying to get her to recuse herself from overseeing Donald Trump's espionage trial because she issued that bad decision about the special master in 2022. And that really hurt her reputation, raised a lot of concerns about her fairness. Richard Blumenthal, senator today, said, I'm very concerned about her prior rulings and her potential mindset in this case. But here's the part that's a gift for you, Donnie. Um, You appointed her. And uh, again, she's overseeing your case. And so far, since Donald Trump made Alien Canada judge, she's presided over four criminal trials that spanned a course of 14 days. And that's who the fickle finger of fate decided should oversee this one. And you know what? We'll give you Walt Nauda, your body man, who uh, is apparently so gullible he's letting you pay his lawyers instead of getting a public defender or anyone else. Hey, you know what else? Today, the ACLU's top voting rights lawyer was confirmed to the federal bench. That's going to make you happy because the Democratic Senate is taking care of the people's business while the Republican Senate is carrying your water and pretending they don't hate you. One more gift, a smile on Adam Schiff's face because they tried to censor Adam Schiff today on totally bullshit grounds and that totally fell through. 20 Republicans voted against it, you morons. I mean, how humiliating for Kevin McCarthy. He just failed to censure Adam Schiff in his own house. He lost 20 Republican votes. It's kind of beautiful. And here's one more gift. Um, Eugene Carroll is now allowed to seek more damages against Donald Trump. The judge ruled that even though she won $5 million already just last month in the sexual abuse lawsuit, she can amend a separate 2019 defamation lawsuit against him to seek more damages based on the bullshit he said on Chris Lick's Little Letty Riefenstahl show last month. And finally, one last gift. All your allies and winged monkeys who are throwing you under the bus. Nikki Haley, Bill Barr, Tim Scott... Mike Pompeo, Mick Mulvaney, Alan Dershowitz. Am I forgetting more? Oh, yeah. Britt Hume. Even Britt Hume. Listen to old Britt. These charges look pretty bad for old. They pulled Britt Hume out of the crypt to, to say this. He did store them in an unsafe, uh, an insecure, unsecure location. He's not uh, disputing that so far. Uh, there will be arguments made about whether this is a proper application of the statutes or whether this is a legally sound indictment. But as to the facts, they seem to be so far not challenged by the by the Trump side. And that's the way it's going to be. We want to know what you guys think. We are at 866-997-4748. 866-997-GRIT. One last little thing uh, for our friend Tim Poole, who wrote, Five years ago, I was worried that rising to... Tim Poole's the dude who wears that little street cred beanie. He's, he used to hang out at Occupy and, and was a Bernie supporter, but then he realized you get paid better if you carry water for racist, fascist billionaires. So that's Tim. Five years ago, I was worried that rising tribalism and political street fights could be a pre cursor to civil war. We are now at the president has arrested his political rival phase. Timmy, good news. Grand jury of Florida residents indicted Donald Trump. Not Joe Biden. Not Jack Smith. Not Merrick Garland. Not the Democratic Party. Florida citizens, his fellow Floridians indicted him based on evidence. In case you want to correct your little tribalistic disinformation. We want to know what you guys think. 866-997-4748. Again, we are celebrating the first president to be indicted two times. Marie in Atlanta, good evening and welcome. Good evening, John. Thanks for taking my call. Thank you, Counselor. Um, <laughs> uh, I wanted to talk about Judge Cannon. Um, wow, you want to talk about the personification of the Peter Principle? My uh, God, it's on- incredible. 
based on an extraordinarily short career as an assistant U.S. attorney uh, with minimal trial experience and, and not even trial experience on like big complex cases. Yeah. Um, yeah. And from, from what I can tell, she didn't even sit as lead counsel on most of the four cases she had. Neither uh, did the Trump judge who neither did the Trump judge who's trying to ban Mifepristone in Texas. I mean, these were clowns and they, they, they put a piece of paper in front of him and said, you just approved this person. Yeah. And, and I got to tell you, you know, ordinarily, I don't question the lack of experience um, because that tends to be uh, uh, that tends to be something that's used against women and minorities who finally get of a course. chance to do something. Of course. But in this case, I mean, in, in this case, the way it looks to me is, first of all, if she had been a racial or ethnic minority or LGBTQ, you know she could not have possibly been appointed without bringing way better skills to that task. Yeah, that's That nomination would never have gone through. You're right. Second thing, you know, is that she, in, in, in most cases where a judge is appointed, they can be appointed, or they can be nominated for either a trial court spot or an appellate court spot. And usually, you know, if somebody hasn't, hasn't sat on many trials and they've got the right political friends, they may be put into an appellate court spot. But the problem is the writings that she submitted um, that you submit with your application. Yeah. Um, her, her writings were apparently from like some newspaper that she worked on. So they weren't legal writings. They weren't really? even opinion oh. pieces. Yeah, they weren't even opinion pieces about legal cases. Like, you know, she, she wasn't reading, she, she wasn't writing about legal issues. Oh she my. was writing newspaper articles. So, so let me ask you the million dollar question. Somebody, sure. oh, go ahead, Mary. I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, I was going to say, so you, you couldn't, you couldn't realistically put her in an appellate level role because she hadn't written appellate type documents that you could then use as an example of her competence. Right. right? You couldn't send that to the judici Judiciary Committee and say, here's an example of this person who would be a fine appellate court judge because if they said, oh, she has no trial court experience. No, no. But look at these these scholarly writings. None of that exists in her case. Well, so here's my question about the about Judge Cannon then, Marie. I, you know, I don't know what political bubbles are like in the judge community, but I mean, she knows the pushback she got last year, and it seems that she has a choice in front of her right now. She can either risk alienating Donald Trump and all of MAGA and all the mean tweets and death threats that come with it, or she can risk going down in history as a deeply corrupt, <laughs> you know, <laughs> waste of, of, of a judgeship. And, and I think that... I would imagine this judge is going to try as hard as she can to be as critical a thinker as she can to dispel any notion of impropriety or bias on her part, because she's got to be smart enough to know what's at stake for her and the rest of her career here. Uh, you actually hit on a very interesting point. Um, well, that never happens. Think about, <laughs> well, think about what her, what the rest of her career actually is. Okay. Mm -hmm. If, if she cares about her reputation, uh, her, her, you know, her, her position in history, right. then yes, she will try to smarten up um, real quick. Uh, and, and to that extent, if she's got the right mentor, because all judges, particularly when they're newly on the bench, um, even if they came from a trial background, all the judges have somebody that they can have a conversation with about, oh, you know, I've got this issue, or how do I, how do I work my way through this thing? Okay. Um, but the question is, 
what is her career goal, right? right? I am of the impression that having obtained a lifetime appointment till she draws her last breath on this planet, right. Right. she has no fear of going down in history as a thoroughly corrupt judge. What I think she's mm. doing is auditioning for a spot on the Supreme Court if one should uh-huh. ever open up. Because yeah, we know the court all... is now skewed right. Right. The court is right. now skewed to the right. And so she's, she is making sure that the Federalist Society keeps her in mind whenever that spot opens up. Because Amy Comey, clueless, is sitting up there and <laughs> she wasn't much to think about either. It's really true. Uh, that's what I love, Marie. Whenever they say, oh, Donald Trump's Supreme Court pick. And it's it's not like that. I, I, there are no Republican presidents have had Supreme Court picks. The Federalist Society hands these presidents a piece of paper saying this is who you pick. But we still call it Bush's pick. Right. Exactly. Exactly. And let me tell you, in in the past, up until the up until the the Trump administration, for the most part, even including Republican presidents, and you know there were varying degrees of reliance. Um, for the most part, the American Bar Association, um, an association of four hundred thousand plus attorneys across the United States, um, mm-hmm. had a judicial uh, appointments. I can't remember what the name of the committee is, but they review nominations and they submit um, a recommendation uh, and or an assessment. And that assessment is, is either qualified, well qualified, or not qualified. Okay. Um, and I, I'm certainly not going to name names, but I can tell you that during the early years of the Trump administration, um, one member of that committee said to me that they had received death threats that their office had to be moved to a secret location wow. um that their phone number had to be changed um and they and that they tried everything possible not to come to a not qualified determination really? so this is a committee where they read they spend thousands and thousands of hours reading things right, like yeah. <laughs> this nut jobs uh uh Cannon's writings in a newspaper. So they had to read that. <laughs> you know, but think about, you know, there are some judges who they're nominated and they've got scholarly writings or they've got opinion pieces that they've had published or you know, I just love the notion of I just love the notion of the qualification scale, Marie, like on a on a scale of Clarence Thomas <laughs> to Thurgood Marshall. <laughs> how qualified is this person to be? I just like the idea of the thinking, spectrum of of decency. She's unfortunately she's below Clarence Thomas. And she's demonstrated as much. Yeah. Well, you know, I mean, I I will give it to the Republicans. They like them young and stupid. I'm with you, but I'm willing to give her the benefit of the doubt. We'll have to see what happens when the actual case starts, if it ever does start. Because, again, I can't imagine someone knowingly being willing to go down in the history books as this stupid and corrupt. But you're right. Man, uh, being a Supreme Court justice is the precious for some of these craven lunatics. Marie, thank you so much for classing up our show. We don't deserve you. We really don't. It's all riffraff without you. You know these men that call this show. They're all riffraff. <laughs> Always good to talk with you, John. Thank you so much, Marie. Okay, quick break. Speaking of riffraff, let's, let's up the miscreant quote in here and bring in the great Bob Seska when we return. We are at 866-997-4748. Can't wait to hear from you. 866-997-GRIT. <sighs> the comfort of your favorite seat is now your comfy car selling command center. Thanks to Carvana. 
It doesn't get any better than this. Your favorite seat's the best spot in the house. Make it even better by entering your license plate or VIN and getting a real offer in minutes. There really is no place like home. And speaking of home, Carvana will pick up your car from yours after you finalize your offer. Visit Carvana.com or download the app and sell your car from your comfy place. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Hey, everybody. It's Michael Steele, host of the Michael Steele podcast. Each week, I discuss key political and cultural issues joined by America's leading activists, experts, and academics for conversations that transcend political boundaries. And that's the point. I want you to join me as we work through real solutions, have honest conversations, just keeping it real, and having a little fun on the side. So listen to the Michael Steele podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Spreaker, or wherever you get your podcasts on. Because you know I love it when you do. This is SiriusXM Progress. I'm John Fugelsang. Thanks for joining us. We are at 866-997-4748, 866-997-GRIT. We are celebrating the 92nd birthday of Marla Gibbs, best known as... Florence on uh, the Jeffersons. Uh, It's also the birthday of Boy George. He is 62. We are now joined by one of our favorite guests, uh, Bob Seska. Now, maybe you fell in love with Bob Seska reading his columns in the Daily Banter and Salon. Maybe, like many of us, you fell in love with Bob watching him grow up like Little Opie on the Stephanie Miller show. But Bob (laughs) does one of the best political and music podcasts in the game, The Bob Seska Show. You should subscribe. We are always thrilled to welcome Mr. Bob Seska. Bob, you magnificent bastard. Happy Donald Trump's birthday. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, it's a great day. I no, it's not actually not. But it was a great day well, yesterday. For, I mean, yesterday science, was awesome. It's a great day for we we, we can <laughs> now see the effects of, of of decades of untreated syphilis every day on TV. So there there's there's benefits <laughs> right. 77 77. Yeah. Think of Amy Winehouse was only 27. Think about everyone who didn't make it. 77. Oh, God. That yeah. diet. Just amazing. There is no justice. I know. I know what you're talking about. In fact, you know what? I was on my show today talking with uh, our mutual friend, Hal Sparks, and he was looking at how uh, the people surrounding Donald Trump, his strategists and so on. I don't know if he actually has strategists, but the people who tell him things. Yeah. Stephen Miller, strategy. Exactly. Exactly right. Stephen Miller. Trump beats him with a phone, but that's how it works. Go on, please. Stephen Miller, who makes the best speeches out of just copying and pasting parts of other speeches. But uh, this is the Daily Stormer. Yeah, (laughs) it's exactly right. Well, Hal has this theory about how uh, the people around Donald Trump are going to start framing him as more grandfatherly. And so I thought, well, maybe for his birthday, what they could have done is put on some like old man pajamas, put him in a bed surrounded him by his grandchildren and then he's there just like in a very feeble way eating a piece of cake and that would have been the perfect birthday tableau for donald trump 
uh, especially after the day he had yesterday, which I'm still, by the way, intravenously pumping into my body right now. No. Oh, I know. Who needs Viagra? I'll just I'll just yeah. you know, read the indictment. And whoa. I mean, it's, it's got to be hard for Donald Trump on a birthday like this when all the children you like don't want to talk to you. And the only ones who do want to talk to you are those second rate losers. But, you know, I, I, I do want to say that it's been an incredible mm. week. And yesterday watching the first president to be indicted for a second time. What surprised me the most is how many Republicans this time are willing to throw him under the bus. Yeah, yeah, it's kind of astonishing. I I think some of them are starting to get the idea that if they get too close to Donald Trump, they will explode in a burst of flames, almost like a spinal tap drummer or something like that. That's what any Republican that gets close to Donald Trump. It's almost like a bug buzzer or bug blaster thing that you have in your on your patio. And if you're a bug, you want to get close to it because it's light, but you don't want to get yeah. too close to it because you'll end up exploding. I like and your so metaphor. That's maybe I, I, I prefer I prefer a man covered in human excrement, and they don't want to get too close to him because they're afraid of. I just as metaphors go, yeah. they don't want to get a little of that stank on them. But I, I think we're both mm-hmm. telling the same truth with different metaphors. Go on, please. Yeah, I th- I think so. Yeah, sure. Uh, but it's amazing that there are still people who are willing to attach themselves to Donald Trump, and I'm not just talking about the copycats like Carrie Lake or Clay Higgins or any of these guys. I'm talking about the inner circle people, the aforementioned quote unquote strategists who are still working with Donald Trump. He just today trothed something on Troth Central, whatever his Mm -hmm. website is called, whatever that is in an app or is it a website? I don't know. But he he started. Go ahead. I was just going to say he uh, started to throw Walt Nauta under the bus. It's like, okay, yeah, this guy, Walt Nauta, he's a great guy. And he put all those things in those boxes. And I'm so grateful to him for putting those records in my boxes. Have I mentioned that he put the papers and the documents in the boxes? I was so (laughs) astonished. Like Donald Trump really thinks everyone else is as gullible as the call girls he hires. I want to quote exactly (laughs) what you're saying. This was... Posted today on Filth Social, and yeah. he goes, uh, he goes. Uh, that is why, as America's favorite president, I enforced the USA's classified document laws very powerfully and very strongly. And that is why, when I ask my loyal, when I do that voice, it means all caps, loyal <laughs> aide Walt Nauda to back up my personal papers before I left the White House, I am confident, with a capital C, confident he did not place any nuclear secrets in the boxes. As a Navy man, Walt knew that would be illegal and could even get me in trouble. Now Biden's radical DOJ alleges Walt did this, but I don't believe them. Let's just see what Judge Kennett says. Good luck, Walt. We are behind you all the behind you all the He's literally paying for Walt's lawyers until Walt wises right. what we call the fuck up and realizes that uh, he's on the Cassidy Hutchins Express. I mean, yeah, yeah. He's throwing him under the bus right now in such a transparent way that yep. I, I think he's I, I think he really, truly believes this will create doubt in the minds of some people. I love that observation that Michael Cohen made during his I think it was his house testimony where he said that uh, Trump speaks in coded language like a mobster. But he's terrible at it. He's terrible at all these things. That's the thing that continuously astonishes me, not just about many of his previous crimes and misdeeds and awfulness, but this specific crime. What a a couple of bungling idiots between Donald Trump and Walt Nauta moving those boxes around him doing that thing where he makes the plucking motion. Yeah. On camera. Like he never thought. He was so certain, Bob, they'd never subpoena the records of the video Mm -hmm. surveillance in the hallways there. 
And they did. And that's how they know he tried to sucker his own lawyer. It's kind of beautiful. <laughs> yeah. 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 It reminds me of that Three Stooges short where they're hired to fix the plumbing in that mansion and it just goes horribly <laughs> awry and ends up with Curly trapped in a cage of pipes with water shooting all around and him just standing there screaming his head off. That's kind of what happened at Mar-a-Lago. And it even included a, a plumbing mishap. So there is a definitive crossover <laughs> between that Three Stooges thing and what happened in that storage room. But the other entertaining aspect of this happened during Trump's ridiculous rally after the thing, mm -hmm. after the arraignment, you know, for his espionage act uh, criminal indictment. Uh, he said that he said that the reason he took these boxes and he even set it up that way, he said, people have been asking me why I took these documents and I'll tell you why I took those documents. They just happen to be in there with my shirt and shoes and things like yeah. that. Yeah. As we all do, you know, when we're packing up our boxes to move, we end up dropping national security. He's doing secrets. the Bill Clinton sock door argument, the Bill yeah, Clinton sock exactly. door argument that he had some private, except Bill Clinton didn't have top secret national archives materials that he had already lied yeah. to the government about returning. I mean, right. I don't really understand. It really seems like Trump is only not trying to defend himself, just introducing today's Fox News talking point about how to deflect oh, yeah, yeah. without ever actually defending his actions. Well, that's what this is all about, John. This is about providing. And, and in fact, the broader Republican Party is entirely about providing content to the Red Hat Entertainment Complex, which includes Fox News. And in fact, what Donald Trump is doing with his public defense, as far as this particular set of indictments go, is he's fundraising. He's making up things to say to people so that they will feel sorry for him and feel as though he's being persecuted. And so therefore they will empty their checking accounts for Donald Trump's super PAC and his legal defense fund and whatever other slush fund he's accumulating money within. And that's the whole point of it. It's not a legal defense. And it, the things that he's, he's saying publicly aren't applicable at all in a court of law. So I'm going to be no. fascinated to see, you know, one, whether he actually gets an attorney that uh, isn't off the back of a phone book. And two, what the defense is going to be. I'll tell you right now. The defense. I'll tell yeah. you right now. And I'm a clown. OK, it's going to be two tiered. And this is exactly where they're going to delay, delay, delay. And a year and a half from yeah. now, they'll finally start this thing. And it's going to be the defense I give you right now. Number one, Jack Smith is biased and hates Trump. So throw the yeah. whole thing out. Number two, you could it was wrong to make Evan Corcoran give his 52 pages of notes, which pretty much like like Jack Nicholson in The Shining, it's 52 pages of just typing the same phrase. No, mm -hmm. you can't bring these documents home. OK, 52 pages of why it wasn't legal. And now those documents are in Jack Smith's hands. And Evan Corcoran, Trump's own lawyer, was made to testify against Trump. That's it. Yeah. It's yeah. wrong to violate the attorney client privilege. And Jack Smith hates me. That's the yeah. entire defense. That's uh, that's stunning that he is going to present that to a jury. I, I can't even believe that. I mean, I, well, you know what? I can believe maybe, it. Given maybe the I'll be wrong, the, but that, that that's all yeah. they got. That's all they can go on. Well, you and know what? It, now, it, it makes sense, John, because now I'm thinking back. OK, yeah, well, the crimes were idiotic. So, of course, the defense is going to be equally as idiotic, if not more idiotic. And the thing that I don't think many of his defenders <laughs> realize that is that. I think a lot of his defenders don't know or don't understand yet that there's more to come in this particular oh, criminal trial. Yeah. 
there are going to be many more revelations that come out of this that oh, yeah. uh, there are going to be a lot of people who are going to have to do a whole lot of backpedaling. And oh, yes. that's going to be entertaining to watch. Too. <laughs> but they're never going to do uh, it. They're never going to do it, Bob. You yeah. know what they'll do when when Ron DeSantis throws Trump under the bus the way Trump threw President Bush under the bus. They'll mm-hmm. forget they were ever loyal and just glam on to their new ruler because yeah, ultimately yeah. It's the party of Trump, which means they're just like him, which means they don't actually care. It's all about power. It's all about the illusion of power. And that's what turns on these voters. Well, along those lines, I'd be interested to know what what you feel, what you think about uh, how this will impact 2024. Is this going well, to because I know here's there's... the deal. This is not your yeah. fucking show. And I ask the question. So that's how it goes. Um, <laughs> I, know, I, just, I desperately want to know where, where you land on that. Look, I mean, it's ironic. It's, it's, yeah. it's, it's Trump's birthday week and all the presents are going to Ron DeSantis. That's how I feel about it. This is Ron DeSantis, hmm. greatest hope, because we just the, the world just kind of woke up and realized what an unelectable weenie he might be. So now yeah. he needs better things to happen to Donald Trump. And by the way, Trump's already stealing DeSantis's material. So this is a big win for him. But, you know, look, I've come to believe that that Biden can easily beat Trump and he can probably beat DeSantis. Uh, and after watching Hannity the other night, I'm pretty certain that um, Gavin Newsom could defeat DeSantis while doing six other things and never mess yeah. up his hair. Yeah. 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 Newsom's great. Yeah. I mean, what do you think? You, 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 well, you were just mentioning that now Trump is stealing Ron DeSantis's act, but for the longest time, DeSantis was stealing Trump's act. So yeah, this is totally. like an this is, it's like an Ouroboros of nincompoopery is what we've this got is, going this, on. This, this is like when Ronnie Spector covered Amy Winehouse after Amy Winehouse tried to be Ronnie Spector. It's exactly right. <laughs> yeah, and, uh, yeah, it's um, very incestuous. It's very 69 of them, I think. <laughs> I do have to uh, ask you about really the only the to me, the only story of the week. I know the media because the media is mainstream corporate media and they're going to make it all about, oh, a president was, you know, the federal government indicted a former president for the first time. And I guess that's big news. But to me, yeah, the really big news is about another Trump named Mary and you hmm. launching a new Star Trek podcast this motherfucking week. Bob Seska, oh. you and Mary Trump are giving us porn for the angels. <laughs> that's you know what? That's going to be the slogan for the show. You have just provided the slogan. Trek politics with Mary Trump and Bob Seska. Horn for the angels. Yeah, that's how, I think we're going how, to use that. I, I, You and Mary are two of my favorite people, two of my favorite guests to have. Yeah. How did you guys, I mean, I know you're a big fan, but how did you guys come up with this idea? Not just a, a Star Trek podcast, and I'm, but, but a Star Trek politics podcast. It's just what the yeah. world needs. <laughs> right. What we're doing is we're deliberately politicizing Star Trek. No, in, in all seriousness, the idea began uh, in, on my show uh, back in March. I had Mary on uh, my Wednesday interview show. And toward the end, we started talking about Strange New Worlds. We started talking about Picard season three. And we just Mary just stopped at one point and went, you know, we should do a podcast about this. And I said, you know what, Mary, if you're going to do a podcast about Star Trek, just tell me when and where I'll change my schedule. I'll do whatever it takes to do this with you. And so she said, well, yeah, let's just talk off the air and and get something together. So that's exactly what we did that afternoon. We had an extended phone conversation. I said, why don't we just do a thing where we talk about the political allegory of Star Trek, whether it's the original series or next generation, any of the series, any of the movies. And we have guests on who can also contribute to that conversation as well. And, and that's how it kind of got started. And so it's been a couple of months of getting all the love it. podcast oh, so things great. together. 
Yeah, it was so I'm much so fun. And we, we, I will listen to every episode of this. I'm so excited about this. It's so much fun, John. And it's just one of those things that's such a relief from the day-to-day white-hot plasma stream that we stick our faces in with American politics, while it still has something generally in our area of expertise, right? And so we dropped the first episode today. It's now up on all of the major podcast platforms, also trekpolitics.com. And so we started out just some introductions about, you know, where Mary and I come from in terms of our Star Trek fandom. When we first started watching the show, what we loved about it initially, what attracted us to it. And then kind of a general conversation about what it means when we say Trek politics. It's not we're not going to be talking about Republicans versus Democrats or electoral politics specifically. But, you know, the uh, the sort of socio-cultural political allegories of the series. And so that's what we talked about. And then we segued over to this wonderful extended interview with the great Terry Metalis, who's the showrunner, yes, the show executive runner. producer, writer, director of Picard season three. He also uh, was the showrunner on uh, 12 monkeys, that, that ah. amazing show on sci-fi that ran four seasons. And so he's got a long history with star Trek. And so we not only talked about some things, for example, we talked about what is it about? What is it that conservatives like about Star Trek? Why, why do conservative do conservatives notice all of this kind of all of these progressive mm-hmm. values in the show? And how do they feel about that? So we had kind yeah. of a, a chat about that. And it's interesting um, how, how the how the liberal values of the 1960s that upset conservatives yeah. then are now just the conventional norms we all accept. And conservatives would never get offended by those episodes. Right, right. And I, I kind of. <laughs> I kind of compared it to this. Uh, and I think we all have a relative, an older relative who at some point said something similar. Like my grandmother would see Liberace on TV and say, well, when is he going to take a wife? Yeah, I don't think she realized what no. Liberace was really all about. She no. just didn't see it. It was like the ancient yeah. Aztecs looking out on the horizon, not seeing the conquistador ships that coming. Paul toward Lind them. is really funny. I remember we, it was Paul Lynn's birthday yesterday. We had a lot of memories. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you're right. Oh, yes, absolutely. And so I, I think to an extent, also conservatives look at Star Trek and in a similar way that they look at all pop culture, realizing that there's a lot of liberalism there. And they if they want to enjoy certain kinds of music, they just have to ignore that. Exactly. And so I think maybe that's it. Uh, Lynn, let, me, so let that's, me close by asking yeah. you the million dollar question. Um, what do you what is your favorite example of uh, of politics in Star Trek? What's your gold standard for me? I'm such a fan of, of the movie Star Trek six, the undiscovered country, which was yeah. just glasnost and everything that was going on with the struggle to go from totalitarianism to uh, a, a free republic. I mean, the Klingons mm-hmm. mirroring the Soviet Empire was so tight so what gene roddenberry was all about what's what's your favorite bob well one of the things that uh we're going to be doing on the show is is drawing parallels between different episodes even from different series so for example there was an amazing episode of the next generation which is my favorite star trek series and it starred david ogden styers as this character dr timison and he was from this planet where they have ritualistic suicide when they get to the age or it's, I would say ritualistic euthanasia when they mm-hmm. get to age 65. And that's how their culture is set up. So he comes aboard the Enterprise to work on something as far as uh, 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 shutting down the nuclear fusion in one of their stars. And so he's working on this project and he ends up falling in love with Lwaxana Troy, played by mm-hmm. Majel Barrett, who is uh, ah. Deanna Troy's mother. And so uh, then there's this whole conflict because, okay, well, he's got to go back 
to face, you know, this euthanasia of his culture. And so like, it was one of those wonderful episodes where there's an entire segment of nothing but Loxana Troy and Dr. Simpson debating this, just having a conversation yeah. about this thing. Is it ethical? Is it right? Is it wrong? Do we want to escape from this? Do you want to proceed with this? Can I be with you when you do it? And it's such a wonderful allegory for so many things that we face as far as right to die, as far as, uh, you know, all sorts of things regarding end of life care and so on, aging. And uh, and there's a parallel to it in an episode of Strange New Worlds, in an episode called Lift Us Up Where Suffering Cannot Reach. And there's an entire society built around uh, uh, attaching a child to this machine and which will kill the child. But if they don't put the child in the machine, then the whole society breaks down. Fascinating stuff. Yeah, Bob, yeah. it is so, so exciting. I'm going to I can't wait to listen. How do our listeners subscribe to Trek Politics featuring you and Mary Trump? Trekpolitics.com. Uh, also, Apple Podcasts, everywhere you get your podcast, Stitcher, etc. Also at Trek Politics on Instagram, at Trek Politics on Twitter. I'll drag you back to the politics next week, Bob. But thanks so much okay. for talking about this. <laughs> Thank I you, love my that friend. you and Mary are doing it together. Quick break. We'll be right back with your calls. This is progress. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. And we are back. We're at 866-997-4748. Chris Penn is playing air bass, which is much hipper than air guitar. Like anyone can play air <laughs> guitar, you got to have soul to play air bass. Yeah, he's not a show off. He's that guy. He's the cool one. Indeed. Except that I'm not tall and skinny. Eight six six nine nine seven forty seven forty eight. Want to play a really quick little clip from Fox News last night because. You're my hostages. Uh, California Governor Gavin Newsom sat down with Sean Hannity on Fox News, and boy, he just gave you a very tiny taste of what it would be like if he was debating Ron DeSantis or Donald Trump uh, on the presidential stage. Here is Newsom on Joe Biden's power and success over Kevin McCarthy, among other things. No, none. I look, I really am proud. I think he's a man of decency and character. I'm really proud Biden. of the president. I'm proud of what he's accomplished. He's strong enough to be president. That's I'm strong enough. About- look what he just did to McCarthy. He ran he circles. Look, look at the vote card. I didn't Kevin like just vote. Got, I wouldn't I mean, have voted for it. Exactly. Kevin got played by the president of the United States. I'm for results. I'm for results. 
Hannity's there with his dick in his hand. It's so embarrassing to watch the whole thing. I mean, you know, I, I know I'm among Californians, so Newsom might not be popular here, but to the rest of the world that's wondering, well, if we ever needed to break glass and have someone. Well, he know? is because he's never here. He's always out there, there checking out their stuff. <laughs> you know, uh, people in Michigan, he's there in Michigan. That's why he and DeSantis are the obvious he's choice. prepping everybody to think he's here for the whole nation. I see. Well, I mean, I'm already ready to say 2028 is looking like Newsom DeSantis. I just, you know, wouldn't mind it sooner. That, Look, could, that could well happen. I, I have no control over who's going to pick Supreme Court justices. I just want to see who I want to see fight in debates. Mm-hmm. That does it for me. And, you know, I mean, look. Joe Biden is USMMA. Well, Joe Biden's opened up a great national dialogue on ageism. And I've said, you know what, 80 years old, you get this much shit done in a day. My whole thing has been like, we can debate the policies, but holy shit, he's like a lesbian Scientologist. He gets a lot done. Chips Act, Pact Act, infrastructure, the climate, I mean, the greatest climate spending in history. I've had problems with Joe Biden my whole life, but I'm like, holy shit, let's put a hundred year old guy in there and see what you can get a lot done, Rick. As a president, if you're not thinking about your mistress or your next job, I'm sorry. Everyone, Harrison Ford is 80. Martin Scorsese is 80. Carol King is 80. Any of them could be president. I would Paul, vote for all of them. Paul McCartney, 81. He's 80. Oh, okay. This month he's 81. Well, the thing is, I just, I'm down about, I, I hate the ageism. I'd love to talk about the things Biden does that sucks. I get so annoyed when I see, okay, he needs a nap. All right. I don't mind that. Trump needs 40 new defense attorneys. I'll take the guy needs a nap. Am I being too Pollyanna-ish, Mr. Overton? No, I don't think that's it. Okay. I just think that everything is set up so that the Democrats and the Republicans are a factory that manufactures the other. One produces the other. It makes people so fed up and they hate the, the one thing. The two-party duopoly we speak of. Tick-tock, tick-tock, back and forth. And tick-tock, 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 boom. We're coming to that point where the bomb goes off on the it just has to be one or the other mm-hmm. of these two parties. And there's people thinking in terms more stronger in terms of third party than ever before, because whatever it is, the rhetoric they were told they're going to make their lives good. Their lives have never been worse than right now. I'm with you on the fact that it is the system that is the TikTok, TikTok. It is the two party duopoly, the puppet on the left, puppet on the right. We've all grown up in it. But I, I like 20 years ago. I was running around with Ralph Nader saying both parties are exactly the same. And then I realized one day I don't have a uterus. That's why I can say that. And I no longer think both parties are. I think, yeah, it's still corrupt on both sides, no doubt. But Wouldn't it be it, nice for them to codify Roe yes, versus Wade? But the reason they don't is the same reason they might have really screwed up getting rid of Trump because Trump was the... Man, a gift from heaven for Democrats. He, he was the is. effigy they can point at for everything nailed on that plank of wood out in the cornfield. They can point at him for he's responsible for every single thing. And then, oh, and Russia. Yes, and Russia. Sorry, Russia. We didn't mean to leave you. And it's either that or it's never us. We are never the problem, and so many people have seen it being thrown in every direction, but like a boomerang I'm or like with a you, frisbee, but what it I'll keeps say is just coming the, back. The, but the only people I see trying to break the wheel, the only actors on the political stage that I see on a, ma- on a national level who are trying to change that or trying to help non-millionaires are people in the Democratic side of that wheel of bullshit. Uh, the parties, yes. The system, yes. But all the people out there who are actually trying to make life better for non-millionaires are on the Democratic side. And I I mean, all of them. I believe uh, Bobby Kennedy Jr. is probably the closest I am in agreement with Mm ideology-wise. You know, the, oh, his vaccine thing. He was complaining about 
and rallying against vaccines before the pandemic by many years, children getting up to 50 vaccines. Mm -hmm. And he knew it could kill people. And he's gotten a bad rap because of that. Okay, I get it. I love the vaccine debate more than anything. And I love that Bobby Kennedy's, he's done the show and I I love him. And I also love him because he's the one person whose voice makes Joe Biden sound like a young person. Well, he sounds a little, you know, Catherine Hepburn for But do you think he's going to be able to get in the debates? Well, they won't allow him. Yeah, we're treating this like this is a system that works. But that's why I yeah, think the villain here, the that's villi- the Pollyanna is thinking that, well, why can't he get in? But he can't get real- in there because they don't let anyone like that. And he's or, got or they change you by the, the time you're of in. the approval rating. Yes. But the real villains then to me are the media because the media never platforms debates of third party candidates. C-SPAN will show one a year. But mm-hmm. there are so many. Look, our first third party president got into the White House with 38 percent of the vote and he was a Republican. And he was Lincoln. So I'll always believe in it, definitely. But you're right. The exclusion of these two parties that have flipped ideologies over the last hundred years. And it's incredibly hard to get any kind of real reform because it is about serving the party more than the ideology. Well, I have always been a Bernie Sanders guy. And Me they too. screwed him. Hillary freaking screwed him, especially in the California. He had won four primaries. And then he gets, you know, some time later, he gets to California and he's screwed over by journalists and the news, mainstream media, because he was behind by like zero, zero point five under Hillary. And they go, well, that's done. And I've always the old forty nine fifty one game. How many yeah, times I'm, have we seen the forty nine? But I blame the media for that. I mean, look, Hillary Clinton got more yeah. votes. That's how it is. And well, Sanders I, I, campaigned very hard for her, but the media had the fix in from the beginning because he was a Jewish socialist. I'm like, yes. we celebrate the birthday of a Jewish socialist every December twenty fifth. We take the day off. What's so scary about that? Exactly. But that's how they. I think that's my big thing when we talk about the two party system and how it stops progress from happening. It only does that with their media as the lube or as the, as the, the thing to slow down any momentum. Yeah, right. It, it makes it... The media is brought to you by a, a few very influential advertisers that modify the curve of what can be it's acceptable It's owned by discourse. the donors. It's all, it's all the American aristocracy that owns both parties and the media covering it all. And certain corporations that make certain pharmaceuticals. Exactly yeah. right. Yeah. And now a word from our sponsor. Um, yeah, just watch, <laughs> folks, just watch cable news and wait for the commercial break and then ask yourself, gee, why do I feel like I need more drugs? Because that's all it is. That's uh, right. <laughs> Anal leakage. Sorry. Oh, Deal breaker. Every channel is a Deal reptile. Dis- every channel is dick pill. Every news channel. And the commercial, dick but it's all now, dick pills. Huh? Yeah. I mean, your dick's not hard enough. Fox, your dick's not hard enough. CNN, your dick's not. I'm like, I'm, I'm watching Sean Hannity and Al Sharpton and Wolf Blitzer. I don't want my dick any harder than it is right now. <laughs> Thank you very much. For the US of ED. Let's go to the phones. Brian in Oregon, you've been on hold forever. Hey, Thank you, you guys, so much. Uh, hype. Um, <laughs> to your uh, brilliant guest, I'm the most ignorant uh, cultural uh, human you'll probably interact with. I've never heard of you guys. <laughs> you guys. Good to have oh. you. Well, good. welcome. Yeah. I just found out about myself just recently, so don't blame yeah, me. <laughs> They've never heard of me, so it all works. right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, well, what's yeah, on your mind? Well, no, but, well first, uh, with what you were saying, Rob, Robert Kennedy Jr., as far as I know, is... I think Steve Bannon's promoting that guy. Yes, he is. And that is a reason to vote against Steve. I've seen so many photos of Robert Kennedy Jr. with Steve Bannon that I need a shower. 
from having him on the yeah. show so many times. Uh, yeah, it's, to me, it's like whenever whenever I see a whenever I see a real hardcore progressive who's here to fuck with the Democratic Party, and then I see Nazis. Yeah, I, behind yeah. him, that's when I get scared. And I what like Robert it? Kennedy, but oh god, what was yeah, it? Well, he was the river, oh, uh, the river keepers, not the oath keepers. River keepers. That's right. We're here but, to shatter um, illusions. Yeah, um, I have a brilliant idea for <laughs> for. Uh, what do you think uh, of Doctor West? For, what's that? What do you think of Dr. West? Cornell Running. West. Dr. Cornell West. Oh, Cornell West. I love Cornell West. I love Cornell West. Yeah, yeah. He's talking Kanye. about running. He is running, but why, is is running. It, but why isn't he running as a Green? Why isn't Cornell West? They, there's talk about him jumping over there. And not with the People's Party, yeah. which is not a real party as far as yeah, I know? Yeah, yeah. Bump Howie's yeah. Yeah. Green Party well, has their yeah. problems as well. But All parties there's talk have of their it problems. Now. All right, parties have that. their problems. But yeah, I, I, love, I love Cornell West. I, I bought his no, rap album. Me too. He was fantastic. I would love to take a class from that guy. Oh, I didn't say it was a good album, but I did buy it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it just, you, that was the dollar you had to give to support. Yeah, yeah, I know, and I didn't have to give Chris Christie. Stage. Okay. Um, but I, I got a jury uh, selection idea for Trump's um, top secret documents. Please. Oh, what's this? What do you got? It's as Dean Obadala says, my people. I think a jury of 12 blind guys. Uh, <laughs> they can't obviously can't see what the pictures are or what the uh, the, the stuff is um, to, to judge the top secret documents. I mean, would you? Would you? Would, 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 uh, listen, I, I love blind people. My godmother was blind, Brian. I respect mm-hmm. you and all you do. Would you really want the jury to be all blind people for for Donald Trump? I can see the advantage to the blind people, but I mean, you know, you're, you're looking at pictures of documents stored. I mean, would, Man, would that be an obstacle? You don't you need to get you, people who have lost their eyesight to do that. There's all kinds of people that can read that they just, they don't look at certain things. It doesn't matter. You put it right in front of them. They can't Actually, read it. True. They won't read it. <laughs> yeah, you read they're it. everywhere. They're free. You could have 12 magazines in the jury. They're never going to look at the doc, at the documents anyway. They're not going to look <laughs> at the pictures. don't think straight. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> right on. Brian, thank you very, very much. Thanks, yeah, let me go to Mark in Georgia. Hi, Mark. Welcome. How about Mike? But that's close enough. Oh, hi. Uh, Mike and Mark. However you identify, we accept you. I, you got me energized to call in. Normally, I just listen to your podcast. They're wonderful. But I had to add something. I had a Please. friend who went to the Sierra Club meetings, and he dragged me along down there had excellent speakers, and whenever a speaker couldn't show up, they got Roger Berkey, who knew every story about everything, and Roger would get up and tell a story. And one time he told a story about part of the border between Fulton County and Cobb County, where I live, is the Chattahoochee River. Okay. And they had a guy from the EPA who was coming in here who wanted to plow under a piece of property put some condos on top of it and all okay. the conservation groups got together and we're going to fight it. And they got Very everybody nice. they know to come down and take a look. And some guy, Go Georgia, uh, I know somebody in the governor's office and they was told, give him a call. See if he'd like to come on down. We need all the friends we can get. And okay. next thing you know, this piece of property, you could not access it with a car. You had to get in your boat or canoe and float down the Chattahoochee and one day the the governor float down the Chattahoochee means something very different than our euphemism I just want to to say we're in LA that got me out of the Navy the way I floated down the Chattahoochee (laughs) I'll tell you go ahead Mike (laughs) well they got the governor put him in a rubber raft Jimmy Carter no way really no way no he's thinking this is a beautiful place to have a park 
It's not accessible now. We need to put in some roads, some parking lots, and maybe some trails. And as they're going down the river, one side is flat. The other side is a vertical rock wall. And he sees some high school kids climbing up the rock wall. They get 20 feet up in the air, and they dive in the Chattahoochee. So he said, pull over there. So they steer over there. He gets out of the boat, climbs up about 15, 20 foot, and the governor of Georgia dives into the river. Well, That's my. Uh, he's an engineer. Story. He was a. That's he, right. Jimmy's an engineer. Are you an engineer? No. You Plus have the, the brain. You have the mind of an engineer. I just want you to know that you have a detail-oriented blueprinting engineer's brain. The guy who drugged me down to the Sierra Club, Roger Berkey, he's an engineer. Nice. Yeah, but you got the oh, brain for one. I have the dancing skills of an engineer. He has an engineer's dancing skill. Interpretive. That's me. Mike, thank you very, very much. I, I, I would be most remiss if I didn't talk about this very important story. Um, again, I don't want to bury the lead, but uh, I know Donald Trump being indicted for the first time, the second time is important. But a new video has gone viral on social media, which allegedly shows a mystery creature hiding behind a garden fence that was quickly tied to last week's reports of a UFO crash in a residential area of Las Vegas. Have you, have you heard about the story? We, Rick, all year long we've been told, oh, the aliens. There's aliens, although now they're they're not UFOs, they're UAPs. Mm-hmm. That's how they identify now. Mm-hmm. Uh, and suddenly, um, all of the alien talk went away, and everything's, oh, AI's going to kill us now. But this piece of footage was filmed in night mode, and it looks like it shows a 10-foot-tall extraterrestrial that's crouching, saw, crouching in the backyard, not casting a shadow. Okay, but... Multiple tweets have shown this yeah. creepy piece of footage with a, 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 a strange creature. Well, you know, what happens in Vegas stays in Vegas, so he's stuck there now. He did, <laughs> That guy, he's going to wind up with a residency at Harrah's, and uh, he'll go, please welcome Speckly Green. And he'll come out, hey, it's great to be here. It's great to be on Earth. Love Earth. And you ladies, you, you Earth ladies are lovely. I love the lady Earth ladies. Am I right, gentlemen? Let's give it up for the but, Earth uh, You know what? You're kind of freaky, I guess got to say. Some of you are very freaky. How do I know? Because you went home, slept with me. That's how I know you're freaky. Because look at me. I'm speckly green. Can I just say, whoever whoever said what happens in Vegas stays in Vegas had no idea how the chlamydia virus works. But um, <laughs> but this an unnamed guy called the cops and said he saw something fall from the sky. He said he saw two figures moving in his Northwest Valley backyard. Mm. And during the call to the police, he described these figures as aliens. That could have been between eight feet and ten feet tall, having big, shiny eyes and large mouths. And there's footage of this. You guys may have already seen it uh, on the internet. And it's like, uh, this man, is it. that guy's going, man, am I glad to get out of that Yeti suit? The Bigfoot, that damn Bigfoot <laughs> thing was like stinky in there, man. The same it was night, like Batman on Hollywood Boulevard. A Vegas Metro cop spotted a fireball streak across the night sky. Like everyone, it was filmed on dash cams. Everyone saw this in Las Vegas, and then one guy saw a nine-foot-tall extraterrestrial in his backyard and, and filmed it. I'm sure they're just coincidental. Now, I believe in UFOs. I believe in extraterrestrials, of course. I just, you know, you can't confirm anything with AI. I mean, yeah. everything can That's be true. generated. Yeah. And, Why would uh, they go to Vegas? They go to they go to well, Reno. They go to Reno, play the nickel Because people will believe anything the, in Vegas. But they no. blend in. Jing, 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 jing. That's jinging for me. They would blend in in Reno, and they could be worshipped as gods in Laughlin. There's other places in the <laughs> Aliens oh, love buffets. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Humanity is a buffet to the end. <laughs> 
<laughs> so yeah, this footage is. I mean, have you seen the, the video footage of this? It's yes, it's. I is it just it. a fake? What what is it? Is it? Where's AI? the shadow? Show me the shadow. Mm. Where is it? I mean, we're now calling them unidentified aerial phenomena, and for some reason, this year seems to be the year the government is trying to soften us up. Yeah, for this to come out, I and and so. and and my wife had the scariest take on it. She was like, "What if?" Trump stole documents about the aliens to sell them, and that's why all this talk is coming out right now. And I was like, you're ridiculous, that's silly, and I couldn't sleep all night. Yeah. Uh, well, it's worth thinking about. I mean, I don't that's... put him past saving anything and selling it. It's all, you know, leverage for him. And... You know, we don't need aliens invading. We are the alien invasion. Nobody has treated Earth worse than us. Thank you. There pew, you pew, go. pew, 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 pew. We are the pew, pew, pew people. Pew, pew, pew. We got to take a quick break. Uh, we'll be right I'm back with busy, your calls John, at 866-997-4748. This is Progress in Hollywood. We'll be right Yay! back. Delve into the shadows of the mind with Sleeping Dogs, a gripping murder mystery starring Academy Award winner Russell Crowe. Now available on digital. Crow portrays an ex-homicide detective, unraveling a brutal murder he can't recall. Uncovering secrets from his past, he learns a chilling truth. It's best to let sleeping dogs lie. Visit sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery to watch Sleeping Dogs, now on digital. That's sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery. This episode is brought to you by Philo. Do you love TV? Do you love saving money? Then Philo is your solution. Philo has shows, movies, and live TV for just $25 a month. You can even try it for free with their seven-day free trial. No contracts, no commitments, no hassles, just a better way to watch TV. Never miss a minute of shows like the hit docuseries Where is Wendy Williams or classics such as Friends. If you can't get enough TV, then there's no better way to watch. Philo has more than 70 channels like BET, MTV, and AMC. And the best part? You can try it yourself with their seven-day free trial. Sign up today at philo.tv slash poppods. That's P-H-I-L-O dot TV slash P-O-P-P-O-D-S to get 50% off your first month. And we are back. We're at 866-997-4748. Hey, uh... Mr. Rick Overton, how can our listeners follow you and keep up with your many doings and even see you live? Uh, at uh, Rick Overton on Twitters and uh, Rick Overton on Facebook. And um, yeah, I've uh, I've got a job coming up. I'm going to be playing in uh, Washington State on the 15th. And let me get over to that. I, I've played in, I've opened for you in Washington State. That's right, man. Remember that? Yeah, back in Seattle, back in the day. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Are you doing the podcast? Uh, uh, for those listening on the radio, Rick has uh, stopped his presentation. Yeah. He's looking up the date of his show on his phone. That's right. Yeah. Uh, uh, oh, I'm going to have to, there, I'm going to have to get it later. Yeah, well, All you're right. looking for that. Hey, Chris Pinna, how can we follow you and see you live? Uh, you can, sorry, Facebook. <laughs> I mean, I'm totally accessible. On Facebook, Chris Pina, P-I-N-A, like Pina Colada. Or Pinata, but don't hit him. Okay. What is uh, what is making you have hope, Chris? Oh, John, besides you? Besides me, yeah. Um, let me see. That I'm more kind and hmm. level-headed about the world 
you know, I I uh, I was always so angry about shit. Yeah. You know, and uh, I've mellowed out. I'm 70 years old. You're yeah. 70 now. Yes, wow. I. <laughs> and they legalized I'm weed. 70. <laughs> and um, my God, I just want to have you do every voiceover in the world. Oh yeah. yeah. Well, voiceover king. I was the voice of uh, Powerade. You know, the energy drink. Yeah. For like two years on television. I used to freebase that. Powerade. Chris, what is, what power. is, in our final seconds, because uh, I know you have to leave, what is giving you hope? The fact that even the worst people in the world can completely mess everything up. <laughs> <laughs> That's something I can count they on. They get Mercury retrograde, too. Gentlemen, thank you. This is progress. 